welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She can stop the rage. Ken, you're better than he is. I'm sure you're better than It is, it gives the dead the appearance of life. Oh, it is not the appearance of life, it is life. This is not magic, as you say. I am a scientist. We'll tear your soul apart. <laughs> Get me back my head! Get me back my head! Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the Retro Blood. A brand new year, a brand new episode. Feeling good. We are, we are, we are out of, we are out of college. We just had like a four-year uh, um, party at our frat house. We have some girls with us now. We decided to rent out a train, and, and we're gonna, just going to be and make sure everything is good on this train with no radios and no nothing on this train. It's going to be fun. So this is Retro Blood celebrating 2023, the first episode of 2023. Everybody, thank you for joining us here for the Retro Blood New Year. Jay Austin, James Klein, what's happening, Austin? How are you feeling about this party on the train that we're doing? <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, it's just so random. Like, it's just like, why did they just rent, randomly rented a train for their New Year's? Well, yeah. Thing? I mean, like, come on now. I mean, this is like 1980, brother. All right, fucking. Uh, we we already had a bonfire for one New Year's. All right, yeah. where, where the where the main goal was to get all these nerds laid. All right. Yeah. And then you know a couple years after that, you know, let's do a train ride. I mean, fuck, why not? Uh, why not? Right? Why not? Why not? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. It was uh, it was fine. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll get into the ins and outs of this thing but it yes. was fine yeah we're getting all to the all the fine details here but everybody like i said thank you for joining us brand new year we got all of our new year's resolutions we're all coming up with their head uh j- just like our uh just like our boy uh um doc you know making all his new year's resolutions of what kind of jokes he's going to be doing the retro blood is doing all kinds of stuff this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic year for the Retro Blood. This is year two, Heck yeah, coming oh, over yeah, here. Year so, two. so it's definitely gonna be fun. So this is kind of like a little special episode, you know. Usually we like to like theme out our months, and we'll tell you guys what the whole January theme is gonna be. It's gonna be a wild one, <laughs> the theme that we came up for January. Yes. Uh, but this is kind of like we kind of did this last year, you know, when we did New Year's Evil, brother. Mm. Uh, but you know. Yeah, classic one, definitely, definitely. T- check it out in the in the archives. Uh, but this one's pretty fun. Like you know, it has a young Jamie Lee Curtis and her. I mean, this this year, this 1980 is like almost the year of Jamie Lee Curtis because she was in three fantastic movies, and we'll talk about that too on some of the Who Booked This Shit. Uh, but yeah, yep. yeah. Thanks guys for joining us. Um, Terror Train should be a fun one. Um, but just like every Retro Blood episode. Well, we were doing this during Christmas, but uh, I felt like having it, extending it for the special. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, shit, it's popping. Oh, yeah. Yep, I got one, too. 
So like, <laughs> there we go. Oh shit! Hold on. I think mine's like fell on the floor and everything. <laughs> like when I came you up here, her. it's probably it's probably me. But I came up here, I fucking uh, dropped my beer, and I was like, oh yeah, it'll be okay. And I popped that shit and it just foamed out everywhere. <laughs> oh, you amateur beer drinker. Oh no, look, it's getting on everything. I just like leaking through the table too. That's crazy. What the fuck? All your equipment. You'll have to buy all new equipment for the new year. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> First episode you're, of New Year's, while brother. You're, <laughs> <laughs> while you're cleaning up your mess, I, I decided to get... Uh, I don't know if I told you this. I got one of the, those... Let uh, me give her a towel. Keep uh, telling shiner. me that. Yeah, keep... <laughs> I got uh, uh, one of the Shiner boxes that you got with that trail mix beer in it. That's pretty good. That's what I'm drinking now. Ah, uh, yeah. Trail mix beer. Tastes like literally like trail mix and a beer. Yeah, Betty. Mm. You said you got the Shiner beer. Right. That's the last thing I heard. Yeah, I bought that. I bought that Shiner six pack that you were talking about with the trail mix beer. Oh yeah, how did you like it? That's yeah, good. I, it, it tastes like trail mix and a beer. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, it's very different. Like huh? You can taste the raisins in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think like this beer I got cursed with. So the one I'm drinking right now is the uh, the Boojum Nightfall Oatmeal Stout, and if if our regular listeners of the Retro Blood who paid attention to our beer segment <laughs> throughout the holidays, yeah. this was the beer where the guy from the Boojum was like begging me to to have instead of the other one. Yeah. So apparently he has strike back. He somehow he knew I was going to be going on the air and drinking this beer here. He's like, that's right, motherfucker. It's going to blow up on you. Yep. Yeah, he cursed you. He put a spell on you. Exactly. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like our boy Kenny, you know, from Terror Train, you know? Yeah, you, you think you're going to have sex. You get wrapped up in some sheets and shit. Next thing you know, you just want to kill some people. You know, I get it. So. Yep. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was kind of justified, honestly. Yeah, yeah. We'll get all, we'll get all into all that fun stuff. But everybody, like every retro blood, we don't have exp- exploding beers happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. We talk about the history segment of whatever movie we're reviewing. Of course, we're talking about the history of what's happening in the pro wrestling and metal music. And yep. I only got like a little pro wrestling um, for this for this um, release date, which is October 3rd, 1980. So... Very fun uh, 1980s uh, uh, little reviews here. I always like when we do 1980s, you know. You know like I said before, like, you know, we're not, we're not done with the 70s yet, but we're, we're slowly getting into some more of the, uh, the, more of the craziness yeah. of the 80s. That, you know, we're creeping in right. there. So. Yeah, they were still making movies that were like 70s movies at this point. Yeah, exactly. Which this, with this being one of them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> So uh, the thing I got on wrestling um, is actually from a uh, AWA show. I don't. Th- I feel like we don't talk about uh, the AWA as much as we probably should because they were definitely a prominent territory. Um, you know, obviously until they they went out of business. Um, I think it was like around like eighty six, maybe something like that. that they went out of business. Maybe maybe a little later. I could be wrong on my actual date, but they were very com- you know great territory. You know, run by uh, Vern Gagne, who trained like. I mean, most of the legendary wrestlers you see today, or maybe not today, but the 
the famous ones that you hear about, you know, like the the Ric Flairs, the Sergeant Slaughters, you know, those kind of, you know, Vern Gagne trained all, trained all those guys. Yep. So, I mean, he is definitely, you know, this is this territory was definitely one of the building grounds for a lot of young stars. Like even Shawn Michaels came from there. Um, Eric Bischoff <laughs> was in the AWA. Um, yeah, I mean, you name it. Like, and and of course, their champion, which we'll be talking about here. One of their one of their big champions, you know, Vern Gagne was like the biggest AWA champion. You know, he he pretty much was the uh, the Booker who gave himself the belt. You know, because you know they oh, yeah absolutely. yeah, and then um uh, they also gave it to um I also remember another thing about AWA. They also gave the belt to I think it was Larry. I can never say his name. Larry Zabisco. Yeah, because he was dating Vern's uh, daughter. And that's why he he trusted. So Byrne only kind of trusted champions that he was like close with. And well, yeah, I was going to mention that, and I think we have talked about it briefly before. But that was like a big deal, like for you to give your belt, which was worth thousands of dollars, or the equivalent of thousands of dollars at the time, to somebody to hold on to. I mean, that was a big deal, and that has been like contentious amongst other wrestlers in other territories throughout the years, but. But yeah, you had to trust somebody to hold your belt, not just be your champion, but like take care of the actual belt itself. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, you know, back then, you know, it was probably a little easier for somebody to win a belt and stuff and be like, all right, you ain't paying me enough. Hit that. You know, I'm going to hit the road and go to fucking Canada or some shit like that, you know? Yep, yep. Then you got to buy a new belt. Yeah, exactly. Got to buy. Remember that story of, I think, I think this happened in AWA of, um, Oh fuck! Hold on. Um, his name. I just, I know who. Okay, the, the name escapes me right now. I'm gonna figure it out. You know, he was big in Japan. Mm. He was a, a foreigner oh. from Japan, and his uh, big feud was with Vader. He's the one that popped Vader's eye out. Uh, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. Yes. Wasn't yeah. it the story where like Stan Hansen got like the AWA belt, and he was, and they were like not paying him or giving some shit. So that motherfucker, he just went back to Japan because he, you know, made most of his money in Japan. And, like, he fucking, like, ran over the AWA belt a couple times and then he sent it back to him. <laughs> so that was one other story from the, the AWA. So I learned most of these stories. Like, there's a great documentary that the uh, that the F or the E yep. put out about the, e. the AWA territory. You can probably find it on Peacock. I highly recommend it because you know, this territory, you know, like I said, like, it trained Ric Flair, you know, you sort of wrong. This is actually where like Hulkamania, Hulkamania started, was in the AW, which we talked about before. That's, that's true. Yeah. So there, there's just a, lot, a lot of great stories that you find uh, from this territory. But um, so what I found actually happened on this day, and and um, it just so happened that this actually was from Winnipeg, which was where our movie was filmed as well too. So I thought Whoa. that. So I thought that part was pretty cool. Yes, it was on 10:03:1980. So not only will we be in Winnipeg at the time, probably about to be freezing our butts off. Uh, but we were being the home uh, place or the hometown of where they filmed Terror Train, or at least the train parts of Terror Train. Uh, we would see in the main event, Greg Gagne, Vern Gagne's son, and mm-hmm. uh, Allison's favorite wrestler, Super Destroyer Mark Two. Oh, yeah. Who the hell? Who, I don't even know who that was, but we'll look him up here in a second. <laughs> Can you look him up here in a second? So, and they fought my favorite person from the AWA, and one of my favorite wrestlers I feel like doesn't get a lot of praise, but should, Nick Bockwinkle. 
Yep. And love he, Nick Bachman. Oh, I love him too. This guy was fantastic. Like, oh, what? You Sorry, I just found out who's. I found out who Super Story Mark II was. You, you're not going to believe this. Okay, hold on. So they also so it was Nick Marco and Bobby Heenan. So Bobby Heenan was Mark Winkle's manager, but Bobby Heenan at this particular time did do some wrestling matches too. But tell us who the Super Destroyer Mark II is, brother. Um. So according to this, unless this is fake news, the Super Destroyer Mark II was Sergeant Slaughter. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, that kind of makes sense because I just said earlier that uh, Sergeant Slaughter was trained by Vern Gagne. So right. that does make sense that he would make his name there, but I just never knew he had that name. Like, fucking I Super Destroyer Mark II. Yeah, because Mark I uh, Super Destroyer was uh, Jack Victory. Oh, okay. I guess he just like keeping the big... <laughs> keeping the... <laughs> I guess so. I, I feel like Jack Victory keeps coming up on the retro blood. Like we oh, keep, yeah. Like every time we talked about a masked wrestler... It's uh, it's it's always Jack Victory under the mask, bro. He's like he's pretty much a stable over here at the at the fucking Retro Buzz. Jack Victory and Killer Khan, you know what I mean? Yeah, Those guys, Killer Khan, yeah, and yeah. uh, um, uh, the other guy whose name escapes me. I guess he's not on the show as much anymore. Uh, oh, I know you're talking about Ron Ron Bass. Ron Bass, yeah. yes. <laughs> How can you forget Ron Bass, bro? We're trying to bring him back, know, brother. Man. He's the like- man. Feel like uh-huh. an asshole now. We need to we need to go to a convention or, or something and yeah. meet uh, Jack Victory and tell him that he always we always talk about him on our show. Yeah, yeah exactly. That'd like bro, awesome. you're on there all the time. Oh, you know, speaking of meeting wrestlers, check this one out. So, like today, I was working out at Gold's Gym. Guess who I saw in there? Dax uh, Harwood. FTR. Yes, I knew it. No, I didn't see both of them. I just saw Dax Harwood. He was on the elliptical and shit. And I was like, fuck, I want to talk to this motherfucker. Because it was crazy because, like, I, I was literally, like, listening to, like, his show. Like, his new podcast that came out. You know, because I wanted to hear all that yeah. shit he had to say about CM Punk and stuff. And I was listening to it. It was a really good show. I mean, you know, obviously they're going to have, yeah. you know, Listen. I don't need to plug them because they're probably going to have a shit ton of listeners. But, uh, you know, it's yeah, a really good speaker. Yeah, no, exactly. But I was in there. Like, <laughs> I, I was, like, literally in the middle of listening to the show. I turned it off to go into the gym. And I walk in out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, that motherfucker looks like Dax Harwood. And I look and I was like, oh, wait a minute. That is Dax Harwood. What the fuck? He's, like, on the elliptical and everything. And, uh, you know, I'm not the, I'm not that kind of fan. I'm not just going to go up to somebody when they're working out. Hey, brother, I love you. You know, I love your shows. I love your wrestling That's, and yeah. shit. I'm, just, I'm yeah, not that kind of guy, you know. Because everybody knows how con- knows how convenient it is and uh – for someone to talk to you while you're on the elliptical. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't get to meet him because after he was done, he probably just like vanished or some shit. I, I, I was trying to see if I can like kind of like maneuver to meet him, but I'm not going to be like a stalker or nothing. I'm not, I'm not that kind of fan guy, you know. Yeah. So, but I thought not that was like kind of cool with uh, Vinny. What do you mean, with Vinny Abbott? Vinny Abbott. Who? Like, remember that? Yeah, remember the story you told about meeting Vinny Abbott at the, uh, at the. Uh, King Diamond show? No, that's Vinny Paul. From Pantera? Yeah. Yes. That's the same person. <laughs> oh, for a while. What's his last... Wait, what is Abbott? I never heard that before. The, their real last name is Abbott. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how in the hell am I supposed <laughs> I, to know? I only I go... I, I, forgot only, that he, I forgot that he went by Vinny Paul. <laughs> I, only, I only go by... Did he not go by Vinny Paul? Or am I, he did. Yeah, okay. you're right. No, you're right about that. I just, I just forgot that he went by Vinnie Paul. Listen, brother, I only go by gimmick names. 
Okay, I don't know. I don't even know your real name. I just call you Allison. Okay, brother. I only. I I'm like the guy. It's like, what's your real? I don't care. I just want to. Tell me the gimmick. All I want to know is the gimmick. All right. But no, at that time, yeah. So that's probably what scarred me from like going up to celebrities is like meeting him for that one time. Because like, you know, like, I, I how do you feel about that? That's kind of like a little discussion. You know, like. If you see like a certain celebrity or a certain wrestler like doing something like you know eating at the restaurant or like t- you know taking the not everybody it's pissed but like you know out there doing something that looks like they're busy I'm just not gonna go bother them and shit just because I like I w- them I I wouldn't ne- I've met a lot of famous people I've met a lot of very very famous people and I would never bother them if they were eating or if they were um like using the bathroom yeah um. But I really, I don't do it at all. Like, I just don't, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, no shit. I've met, I've met a lot of famous people and a lot of people that are super famous now that weren't super famous when I met them. And I mean, that stuff doesn't really phase me that much anymore. Um, but I, you know, like, I can't remember the last time I had an, I got an autograph from somebody. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have bothered uh dax um unless you know unless he looked at me i might have waved and said hey how you doing or something but i wouldn't yeah. have like i wouldn't have now the vinnie paul situation there's some people that are an exception that are you know like vinnie paul would have been like a. that's like when am i gonna meet vinnie paul again yeah you know what i mean like that might have been like a you know hey um but like the only time that i've ever really done that is when i met uh artemis pile uh, who was the drummer for Leonard Skinner, and he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. But he lives like locally close to me anyway, so I see him in the grocery store quite a bit now. Okay, <laughs> so seeing him now is seeing him now is pretty normal. But when I the first time I ever saw him though, I was like I, I was I was in the grocery store and I just I just I just I just stopped. You know, we passed each other in the aisle, and I just stopped and said hi to him, and then told him that I really uh, liked his drumming and. He smiled and said thanks. She was really nice. So, but you know, I, I would never. But I've seen him in like restaurants and like bars a lot of times, and I've never like bothered him like when he was at a bar or something like that. I just, I don't know. I just, I can just see how annoying that might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if he's with other. people I mean, if he was like, if he was like walking to the water fountain, I bumped into him. Like, yeah, I'll probably talk to him. But I'm not going to go up to him while he's on the fucking elliptical. But hey, yo, what's up? I mean, the same thing happened when I was in the mall one time working. And yeah. uh, Chris Jericho was there ordering food, and it looks like he was in a hurry. So I'm not just gonna stop him, and be like, "Hey, Chris Jericho, look at me! I'm a fan." You know, like I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of fan. Yeah, I know there's some fans out there. Uh, they don't give a fuck. Look at fucking guys taking a shit. They're probably drunk in that fucking stall. Yeah, so. well, I mean, some people just aren't used to seeing famous people. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, not like we are, I guess. But um, I mean, I met Matt Hardy in the mall once, and I, I talked to him. But I just happened to walk past him. I'm like, oh, Matt Hardy. And he's like, hey. And then like, we talked for a minute, and then he just walked on. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, meeting famous people, like, it's kind of cool, but it's, I don't know. Like, I feel like they don't want to be bothered, and, you know, I yeah. don't want to bother them, I guess. So. No. Anyway, back to we the match. About? We were talking about the match, brother. <laughs> we were talking about fucking Super Destroyer Mark II and Greg Banya versus oh, yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob uh, Nick Bockwinkle and Bobby Heenan. So this is probably, I mean, you know, I don't have yeah. any footage of this match. I haven't seen this match, but I've seen 
um, Nick Bockholz matches, and this guy is like, you know, he's basically a very, he's, he's kind of like a Ric Flair, you know, where he's like very like confident and dresses mm-hmm. nice in suits, carries himself like a world champion. He's not as wild as Ric Flair. He's more of uh, the cerebral type. He's more like, so his big thing was he always in his promos used like big, like complicated words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would use like this big vocabulary of words and stuff, and he had this poise about him that made him, you know, just he, he was like one of those guys. that's like okay, he thinks he's better than everybody else because he's smarter than everybody else and stuff like that too. So, but he was a yeah, great wrestler, kinda, great champion. I was, I was gonna say somebody that reminds me of him is uh, uh, that guy, the one, the guy that's married to Mickey James. Nick Aldis. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah, very similar. Nick Aldis kind of reminds me of Nick Bachwick. Yes. Yeah, very but yeah. Yeah, definitely very very similar. Um Chris Jericho also um got lost about Nick Bachwick when he was doing that 2008 run as well too. So. Yes. And of course Bobby Heenan, anybody who's a wrestling fan knows all about Bobby Heenan. Uh Greg Gagne, I mean, very actually he's very different than his dad was. You know, more of like a high flyer type of guy. And, of course, you know, the dad's always going to push the son, so that's probably when he was in a bunch of good match. And, of course, you know, Super Destroyer, obviously Sergeant Slaughter, you know, the guy, they, they fucking made action figures about the guy. So, you know, like I said, in this territory, man, AWA is definitely one that we would have kept their eye on probably during the whole yeah. 80s period, you know. Like, they didn't rise to Providence like uh, Crockett did or like the WWF at the time, you know, especially towards the later parts of the 80s, but... You know, around this particular time, like 1980s and stuff, like this is a hot territory to to watch and look out for. So, we definitely be on the uh, the terror train heading to absolutely this match. So, Allison, I know you had something super big in metal, so I'm just gonna let you tell me what it is because I don't even know, brother. It's gonna be a shoot here on the podcast, brother. Tell me what it is. All right, so we're uh, I know I'm springing this on you, but uh, this is probably the only time. I wanted to talk about this because it's probably the only time um, because of the way history was that we will be able to talk about this band. Um, so are you familiar um, with the band Led Zeppelin? Yes. Yes, yeah, I figured you've heard of Led Zeppelin. So um, one of the things that would be happening on our way to watch Terror Train is you would probably be consoling me because my heart would be broken because September 25th, 1980, so a week before this movie came out, was the day that John Bonham died. Oh, shit. Which effectively ended Led Zeppelin. But, yeah, Led Zeppelin, I mean, I don't know what, it, what can be said about Led Zeppelin that hasn't already been said, but one of the biggest bands of all time. Um, you know, definitely a influence on metal, if not a truly metal band, but I would consider them part of the metal family. And definitely one of my favorite bands. I love Led Zeppelin. Um, how do you feel about Led Zeppelin? So it's kind of weird. So you know, mm-hmm. so so check. I think I might have said this before on our show before, but I'll say it again. All right. So so I, th- when I first remember listening to music that was like metal or like any kind of like rock music, it was like Nine Inch yeah. Nails. That was like my first mm-hmm. like kind of like foray into the to, to the genre. And sure. I remember the two. Um, and I got this from my brother. Because, you know, at the time, I was listening to, like, fucking Tupac, Mariah Carey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was listening to all, I was listening to the fucking uh, Boys the Men. Yeah, I had I had all those tracks when I was mm-hmm. younger. Crisscross. Yeah. Huh? I had the tapes. So I was listening to all that. And it wasn't until my brother, like, got into, like, Nine Chanel's and Marilyn Manson. He was more of a Marilyn Manson fan. I, I liked the Nine Chanel's. 
and then the band filter. Mm-hmm. So we were heavy into that for, for a good a couple of years. But then my brother had like a little shift. Like then he started listening to all this older stuff. And I don't even know how. I got to ask him one day, like, well, why did you decide to listen to this older stuff? I think it might be because of my uncle. Because, you know, my uncle's like, you know, huge into that music in the 70s and everything. But, you yeah. know, that's when my brother got really t- into the Beatles, into the Doors, and then Led Zeppelin. And mm-hmm. he was like, hey, listen to all this stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, you know, at first I was like, ah, I'm not really digging it. You know what I mean? And then I, then I actually listened to Led Zeppelin, you know, the album, the album with the little balloon on it, your little, yes. The first album. And I was like, I was like, shit, this shit was trippy as shit. I loved it. I loved that whole album. That album is like the only Led Zeppelin album I listened to. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, later on I got out of it, you know, because I like a little bit more like the heaviest stuff. But I do remember there was a period of time where I would listen to that CD or that, yeah, that CD at the time. I listened to it all the time. So I do have a lot of respects, you know, for Led Zeppelin. Um, you know, they're not like one of my favorite bands, but you know, for like a classical band, I mean, you can obviously see a lot of the influence that they gave out. So definitely one of the yeah. best bands of all time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they were like, I mean, everything that people say about rock and roll bands, like came from Led Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin did all of that. Like all the, groupie sex all the uh drinking all the drugs like led zeppelin did all of that stuff. you think they would be on um, this terror train they probably be a boy they'd be hitting up on everybody on this terror train led oh zeppelin. yeah they would they would they would be they would be like destroying this terror train but yeah like on um but the but john bonham's death like it was it's kind of an interesting story because he um I mean, it was completely by accident, but they hadn't toured in like three years. And then they did a summer tour of Europe because they were trying to like, it was a weird thing because they're definitely like a 70s band. And they were like trying to figure out how to get, how to move into the 80s like a lot of bands were. And they were like doing this kind of back to roots tour of small venues. And um, they were going to go do a rehearsal in September. So they picked him up on September the 24th. Um, to do to go to rehearsal and they stopped for breakfast and he drank um, he started drinking that morning so he drank four quadruple screwdrivers so he had 16 shots of vodka for breakfast Um, and then he continued drinking the rest of the day and then they hung out at Jimmy Page's house that night and then he went to sleep and it was one of those things where like they knew that they needed to like turn him on his side because if he threw up in the nighttime he might choke and then somehow he ended up turning on his back and then uh that's how he ended up dying but wow. when they did a um an autopsy on him they determined that he drank 40 shots of vodka over that day back a lot of vodka which is which <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty nuts that's that's a that's about a liter and a half yeah so, like, think about that. Almost a two-liter bottle full of vodka in one day. Dang. It's crazy when you hear yeah. stories like this, you know, from, like, different celebrities. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, obviously we hear the stories about, you know, Andre the Giant drinking, like, fucking 18 beers in one, one night or something like oh, that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, obviously he's a big guy, you know. So, I mean, I can kind of see that a little bit more. You know, didn't you hear about the stories of Ric Flair just drinking... You know, 10, 11 shots and still going strong. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's tough, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, okay, I remember drinking, you know, me, like, I remember, like, back in the day, like, maybe I was like 26, maybe, freaking drinking like 11 shots in one night or something. And <laughs> I was in the fucking drain, drainage, 
uh, yeah. ditch with water coming in my face, going in and out of consciousness. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. This motherfucker was, Bonham, yeah, he just like he hanging out the whole day. Four times that amount, and, <laughs> yeah. He drank. He drank four times that amount and still went to band practice. That's wild. Like. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, you know, obviously he was probably drinking a lot more before then, you know what I mean? Because you oh, build yeah. up a huge oh, yeah. tolerance and stuff. But it's just like, man, it just, it, it's it's so sad when that stuff happens, you know? Like, yeah, somebody, just, somebody's so talented. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, that, it's, you know, it just happens, you know, that's been happening with musicians for years and it still happens to this day, you know, freak accidents and, you know, drinking and stuff and drugs and stuff, you know, just taking a toll, so. Yeah, we'd definitely be uh, doing, being a little upset during this particular time. Yeah, so we'd have to go to Terra Train to uh, take our minds off of the tragedy of losing uh, yes. losing Led Zeppelin for good. Well, let's do a little... I'm going to do a little swig for Led Zeppelin out there. Yeah, pour one out for John Bonham. But it's crazy, you know, you know their music to this yeah. day is still loved by... Millions. Like, look at me. Like I listened to them in like probably it's like nineteen ninety nine, and mm-hmm. you know he yeah they've been probably gone for like what like ten twenty years during that time. You know people nowadays yep. still listen to the records and still listen to them. Oh yeah. I mean you know it's one of those bands. It's like endless time. Like they're just not going to go out of fashion. Not going to go out of style. So no, they'll never will. It's perfect. It's perfect rock and roll music, and it will always be. It will. It will always be as good as the day, as it was the day that it came out. Yes, and we'll play some uh, Led Zeppelin. At the end of this podcast as well, we'll have Allison pick out his favorite song. Absolutely. But everybody, let's keep this uh, let's keep this train ride going here oh, on the God. Retro Blood Brother. Let's uh, let's grab our favorite uh, uh, mask clown. What, what kind of mask was that that the guy was fucking wearing? Um, he was wearing well in part of the movie at least. He was wearing a Groucho Marx mask. Yeah, he, it was supposed to be a mask mask of Groucho Marx's face. But um, I think he had a different master in parts of it too. Yeah, like like kind of like a little different ones. Yeah. But let's get into who booked this shit, brother. <laughs> All right. So the director, Roger yeah. Spettingswood. Close enough. <laughs> what the hell is his name? Say that guy's. I have that is. Just, I have no idea how to say his name. Spottedswood? Something like that. He's yeah. a British. He's a Canadian British director. Editor and film writer. So this was his debut. Terror Train. He, direct, he went on to direct Turner and Hooch. Yeah. With Tom, Tom Hanks and Dog. Yeah, there you go. Classics, brother. All right. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot to say about this Spettingswood. No. Um but uh a couple a couple fun stuff about the actual Terror Train itself. So so the biggest thing is, I'm just gonna get it out right away. You know, Laurie, uh, uh, not Laurie, Jamie Lee Curtis was yeah. in this film, which you know, at this particular time, you know, this this is like her year, this 1980. Okay, you mm-hmm. know, obviously she's coming off this the huge success of Halloween. Okay, and yeah. you know, later on in 1981, that's when they're gonna film Halloween two. But like this whole period of like 1980, she did like a lot of good films, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she did Halloween. She right in a row. She did Halloween. She did Prom Night, and she did this movie, and then Halloween too. Well, you're forgetting about the Fog, brother. Oh, and the Fog. Yeah, I forgot about that. So she went yeah, from Halloween fog. to the Fog to yeah. Prom Night. So how how it worked was, I got my notes here, brother. So how it worked was, she did the Fog first, 
because the fog came out, which we will do in that. We will do that on the Retro Blood here soon. February 1st, oh, 1980. No, yeah. Okay. She said prom night, which we're going to be doing that soon here on the Retro Blood too. July, in July. And then, and then in October, she was in Terror Train. So three big movies all in the same year. I mean, that's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so she was the main um, uh, actress on this movie, Elena. So, uh, probably not my favorite role she was in, uh, but I thought she did a pretty good job. You know, she's very, uh, you could tell she had very, had some really, really good talent, you know, for being like the, uh, she was kind of playing like the similar role as Laurie Strode in this movie, I should say. Um, pretty similar. I would say, I would say almost the same role. That, yeah. that was, that would be my biggest complaint is that this movie is basically Halloween on a train. Well, yes, because our boy, the producer, Daniel Gridnick, uh, yeah. He sought out to make Halloween on a train. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's yeah, how I mean, this he whole... didn't even mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely wanted to do that. He 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 set out to remake Halloween, but set it on a train this time. Yes. So the filming was in Montreal, like we were saying earlier. And it was between November and late December of 1979. Um, and this was actually shortly after Curtis had completed filming Prom Night. So... Um, so this was an in, independently produced film, it, but then it, it was actually this is pretty interesting too. So it actually was distributed by a major studio, 20th Century Fox, who was not known yep. during this time of releasing some horror movies. All right, and then after this one, they didn't want to release a horror movie again until a little while. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, no no shocker there after seeing this, but um. But yeah, so this is a tax shelter movie. We talked about tax shelter movies when we talked the last February, I think, when we talked about the one of those hotel movies. Yes. But uh, so basically, it was an independently produced movie that um, they got someone that had a lot of money to invest in, so they didn't have to pay taxes on it. Um, you know, so they spent it on this movie. They gave them this money to make a movie, so that they could have a tax write-off for it, basically, and didn't have to pay taxes on their income. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we talked about those before. You know, a lot of movies, especially that were filmed in Canada, were always under that uh, particular program as well. So this movie, you know, so the total cost of this movie was like $5 million, All right? And then when it was released, um, when it was released, you know, in the United States on October 30th, 1980, it was grossing $8 million during its theoretical run. So, you know, obviously it made its money back, but like we said before, you at least had to be double the profit to really make a big impact on, you yeah. know, getting like a like a sequel or getting like a franchise going, you know, and just it just uh, I guess the uh, I guess the whole train gimmick wasn't uh, lighting people's worlds on fire during uh, 1980, but you know at least it, at least they had a pretty good show out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they probably spent too much money on this. Um for it to really make money back like it should have been cheaper but i guess that train was expensive well and our boy david um, copperfield probably wasn't cheap either yeah well i mean what i have for the box office is three and a half million i mean for the uh budget is three and a half million with a box office of eight million which means it made a profit yeah but it by those numbers but if, if they spent five million dollars on it then it probably didn't yeah i'm getting i'm getting the same 3.5 million and five million so somewhere in the i think it was somewhere in the between so let's just let's say four We'll say four. Yeah. So, still, still uh, made his stuff. It still made a profit. 
Um, so, you know, apparently the uh, the writer, uh, Grudnick, he had been friend. He was friends with Halloween director John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, and I guess they gave uh, the blessing to him to do his idea of Halloween on a train. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, at that point, he he was basically he really wanted to get away from Halloween. So he's like, sure, whatever, you just do it. Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't give a crap. He's like, do whatever you want, man. I don't care. So you know, I think the one of the interesting films, uh, the interesting parts about this film was having the, the David Copperfield character. You know, so David Copperfield is obviously a magician, a very famous magician during this particular. This guy had like specials and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because I mean, um, so I mean, I know who David Copperfield is. Um, you know, he's a famous magi- m- m- magician. Excuse me. But um, was he famous already as a magician, or is this kind of like near the beginning of his career when he made this? Um, I think he was already famous as a magician during this particular time. Okay. So, you know, so he, um, so he, he's pretty, I think he started mostly in the 70s, you know, kind of yeah, getting like the like, late 70s. Yeah, kind of yeah. getting his name out there and stuff. Um, and then he did a, a illusionist, he did a, a like a, like a very, like, a disappearing act out of a, a, mm-hmm. a Learjet uh, 1981. So a little bit after this movie. So I think this is like kind of like in the middle, like people knew who okay. he was. If you were like in that, or if you're in that, you know, field, but then later on, like probably after he did a couple of these shows or movies and stuff, like he became a little bit more popular, you know? So, uh, uh Chris angel, eat your heart out, brother. Okay. We got fucking exactly. We got David Copperfield over here, brother. He still has a show in Las Vegas to this day. Yeah, yeah, he's still kicking his thing. I know what I would ask him. I was like, <laughs> I'd be like, "Listen, man, you gotta let me know. What was your name during Terry Train? Because I'm not really sure. They called you <laughs> Ken, but I wasn't really sure. Is it like just guy magician? What is? What the fuck was your name in this movie? That's what I want to ask him. That's out of all the stunts <laughs> he did. That's what I want to ask him. I'm pretty sure he was just magician. <laughs> Yeah, because, well, the problem is, you know, people call him Ken, but then, yeah. like, we find out it was a Swerve brother, so yep. we don't know what this guy's name was. Not like he fucking even a- introduced his fucking name. So yeah, he and he was he was in it a lot. Like I thought lot, when I heard yeah. that he was he was gonna be in this movie, I was like, oh, he'll probably just have like a cameo or something. But I mean, he's a major part of the movie. Exactly, he's like a big focal point in everything. So yeah, super cool, super cool. Um, but yeah, everybody. How about we? Uh, how about we uh, jump aboard this train and get this New Year's uh, uh, train rolling here, brother? For yeah. retro blood, let's get it rolling because we're gonna do our full review of Terror Train. Terror Train. Terror Train. Everybody, take off your mask. Come on, Mo! Come on! Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
the students aboard, it's going to be the one party to end them all. They're always walking out of my parties. But this time, you can't. big college party. It's a joke. Goddamn practical joke. Train. I don't want to get back on that We start off the movie, we see some fire. Alright? Some burning logs yes. there, brother. And it's like a party. It's a party outside a front house. Did you get the name of the front house? Uh, no. I didn't see that. We're, we're in Northern Illinois University uh, front house New Year's Eve party. Alright? Yeah. Um, so they're out there and this is when we're meeting a, a little bit of our... So the premise of this New Year's Eve party is I, I so I'm not sure if they were on like their first year or their second year because they they he our boy Doc did say that, that this is like their flesh freshman year so I guess they're like newly into the frat house or or like most of them joined but they still had some candidates join the frat house and Allison and everybody do you know what you have to do to, to join this frat house on New Year's Eve do you know do you know what you have to do well, uh, go ahead and let us know go ahead and tell us you gotta go out there and get laid brother yeah all right. If you don't stick your fucking, you know what, in something, like, you get on out of here. We don't want you. Okay? Yep. So, the, so, so what's happening is, like, this would never happen today. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's <laughs> like, a lot of things in the movie that would never happen today. <laughs> exactly. So, our boy, Doc, he's like the uh, yeah the frat leader guy. You uh, know, the yeah, clean shave. Right. You can always tell a guy who's clean shaven with long hair. He's like, okay, yeah, he's definitely up to no good. So, he is mm-hmm. pumping up this, like... What it was in the subtitle, nerd. Okay. Yes. To go have sex with this girl, uh, Elena, which is Lori's, which is Jamie. I always might say Lori Strode because of all the Halloween shit that we do all the time. Jamie Lee Curtis's right. character, Elena. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Elena, she's like looking back and forth with this guy, with this nerd guy that we find out his name is Kenny. All right. But like the weirdest thing is like, so I like read like the description of the movie. It's like, yeah, some kids prank some nerd guy and he goes insane. And at first, mm-hmm. there was, like, this one nerd guy. His name is Eduardo. And I was like, okay, there's the nerd guy. But then he wasn't the nerd guy. So I was like, well, how many right. fucking nerds do we have in this film? A few. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so Eduardo's the guy who's, like, a short guy with glasses. So we have the tall, skinny guy with glasses. He's the main nerd. The short, skinny mm-hmm. nerd is Eduardo. He's, like, the funny guy. He's like, hey, look mm-hmm. at me. I'm funny guy. All right? Right. So exactly. he's, like, he's, like, making some jokes and shit. About how women are weird and stuff. They are strange creatures. And basically the whole time is like the, the the doc is telling Kenny like, listen man, she wants you and stuff. You got to go in there and do your thing. And once you're done, you can take your little hat off because you'll be in our club. So then there's like yeah, this. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, I was trying to, at first I was trying to figure out why they were wearing those hats. But 
It's yeah. because they hadn't had sex yet. Yeah, so all the people with the hats on right now haven't had no sex yet. And, of course, there's a fat mm. guy over there. You know, they're, like, mm. making fun of him for not having sex. He doesn't think he's going to have it. Which I think I think that fat guy in this scene, didn't he come out to be the character known as the president? So, we'll get to him later. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. So, after all this is stuff, so we, this is a weird scene, too, that doesn't go anywhere. So, Doc gives, like, Eduardo, like, a gift or something, and then we find out that they're brothers. And that's, like, it. So, like, that storyline doesn't go anywhere for some reason. It's kind of weird. So, we're back up. Now we, we, now we see the, our main girl character, Jamie Lee Curtis, Elena. She is talking to her, uh, her friend, uh, uh, Mitchie. All right? Mm-hmm. I called her blonde number one, but her name is Mitchell. Sure. So, Elena, she's like a little nervous. She doesn't really want to do this, but, you know, she's like just a little nervous about it. And then we see like that nerd guy, Kenny, going upstairs. Like they're pumping him all up and stuff. They're like, they made like the whole frat like this, like, they have like the pathway for him to go in there. And eventually he gets in there. Um, Elena's like saying like, yes, come in here. Kiss me. Kiss me. Come on. Kiss me. Kiss me, Kenny. Kiss me, Kenny. And of course, Kenny is about to kiss it. This this thing, yeah, because uh, you know, Elena, she's behind the curtain, and there's something yeah. in the bed. We can't really tell exactly what it is. Um, but then Kenny starts kissing it, and it's a dead body. That's all like different body parts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is it this? Is this a thing? Like, can you steal well dead bodies well, from we, like the school? School? Yes. So basically, what it is these these kids are are medical students, okay? Yeah, and that's we find out our one scene because uh, there's like one scene where Doc was shaking somebody's hand. It was like a dead hand. It was a dead yeah. So we find out later in the plot that (laughs) Doc worked at at some sort of hospital as a janitor, and he is the one who collected the dead body parts as a janitor. It just doesn't seem like it should be that easy. To steal a dead body. Well, like for an, in, in, in 1980, body. Allison, when you're having a New Year's <laughs> Eve party on a train, it's very easy to steal body parts. Maybe, okay. maybe, yeah, maybe in 1980 it was easier to steal a dead dead body from from the morgue. Okay, so so tell me if you've ever seen this one before. Okay, mm. so guy thinks he's gonna you know get get laid tonight. Skinny guy, nerd, yeah. probably never got laid in his life. Kisses the dead body, freaks out. Now. At first, I thought he died by wrapping himself up in the fucking bed sheet. <laughs> yeah, and, what, yeah, I did too. What, and he was like tied up in the thing. And what happened here? What, what? Okay, I, I get freaking out, but like, why is everybody freaking out? I was like, this guy, this idiot is just wrapping himself up in a sheet. I was all looking at him like, oh shit, we fucked up. I was like, well, he just wrapped himself in the fucking sheet. Just take him out. <laughs> so anyway. Well... Yeah, I mean, I guess like he just you know he wrapped himself up in the like the bed, the bed curtains or whatever, and he couldn't get away so away from the dead body, so he would get all traumatized because of uh, because of this. Which I mean, that's understandable, I suppose. But oh, wait till we hear. Wait, wait, uh, wait till I review his backstory. (laughs) Wait till I review his backstory. That is going to be fun. Yeah. Yes. So it's three years later. Okay, they are done with school now. Okay, mm-hmm. we missed we missed all these other New Year's parties. What happened then? All right, because everything went smoothly in those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are all fine. So we have all like the characters, and we have a new character named Crane. What a fucking dumb name, Crane. Hey, Crane. Why don't you just name him Craig or something? What the fuck, Crane? 
crane crane sounds like a yeah like a yeah well i get it crane train i get it i get it so he is the guy dating uh uh elena all right uh-huh. and then doc uh he he's like shocked up a little bit with that with that mitchy and then we have like a main guy like the the only the black the only black dude in the film Jackson yeah or or mm. D how, how did Mitchie say it D J D J no it wasn't D J but it was like D Jackson or something yeah. like that like, like his little nickname uh, of course we had the class president here we had Eduardo uh, we're just meeting all the characters in our, in our film we had a bunch of other kids too that weren't named as well there too um, so they're all like like getting ready and this is a this is a weird one so they're all like getting out there, they all have like costumes on and shit, like gorillas and all kinds of like different costumes. I guess they dressed, people dress up for New Year's, like costume wise. Mm, I guess so. I think it was just the theme of what they were doing. Well, I mean, it was on a train, so I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird things in this movie yeah. that we'll talk about, I'm sure. But like, you know, they're all dressed in weird costumes or like unusual costumes for New Year's, which like, maybe some people will do. And there then was, they rented like, a the, train. There's only like one girl who is like, the in glitter like everybody else would just dress up in like dorky costumes and shit yeah jackson was a dinosaur yeah yeah it was like some, and yeah. uh and one and one of the guys was groucho marx and david Cofferfield was a magician i guess yes oh his character um, was uh, pretty funny in this so when they're all like just um, acting all up and crazy and shit we meet one of the most prominent characters in terror train only known as the conductor the conductor yes He's not named Bob, Steve. We don't fucking know. His name is the fucking conductor. Okay? Yep. And he is looking with the most f- fantastic grin on his face. And I was just thinking, in my back of my head, I was like, what if Allison was the conductor? He'd be like, <laughs> get these fucking assholes off my train. They're going to cause so much shit and damage. He would just be, I'm just yep. thinking like, what kind of, <laughs> he'd be so pissed off for these fucking uh, kids yeah. coming uh, on your fucking train and ruining everything. You're damn right. I mean, get the get the fuck off of my train. Get these fucking idiots off my train. But these kids were so annoying. All right. And Where then, were they even going? Like around the, the, Montreal. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like I mean, you just think of like if you're going on a train, like you think uh, of that as a trip. Like like you know, were they going to the sea or I, were, were they going somewhere? But like they're just on this random train that was just supposed to drive them. I, I guess I don't know. None of this makes any damn sense. But anyway, yeah. continue. So we have the magician guy. He is just sitting there, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got. He's like one of those wrestlers guys that get showed up and like one of those fan connects. <laughs> they just booked me, brother. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of those fucking wrestlers wearing these fucking marks. I was like, yes, this guy is great. So the whole big thing with this scene was Eduardo and the blow up doll. Yeah. All right. So he is just making all these jokes about a blow up doll. You know what I mean? Like saying like. It's like his fucking girlfriend and shit. No, no. First, he's all like, you know, got a girl that don't talk, and I have one word for everybody: orgy. Ha ha ha. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, so yeah. funny. I guess that was 1980 humor. Yes. Well, there's some, um, there's some, there's some weird 1980 humor in this one, brother. Yeah, yeah. I guess like in the coming out of the late 70s, maybe he didn't yeah. talk about orgies or whatever, but or so, maybe that was like a really popular thing. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's the one wearing the Groucho Marx mask at this point. Yes. And so we have Doc over there. He like asked the bus driver to come with them or, or to join them in a smoke. And then he has like, a dead finger in there. So he is, we are, we are noticing that the Doc guy, is, 
He is the jokester. Okay. And he he keeps dead body parts with him all the time. Yeah. So then we cut to a scene that's all for the plot. Yeah. All right. It's a conductor talking to some lady in a wheelchair, saying like, "Hey, yeah. do you, do you, my my request has it come in for for us to have any kind of radio uh, <laughs> in the train to to radio any kind of outside people? I mean, I I requested it forever, and she's like, well, well, conductor guy, Bill, or whatever the fuck your name's supposed to be, uh, yeah, you know, it just it just happens, it's like that. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like to her, like they do like a little dance or something for New Year's mm-hmm. and stuff. He's all like, yeah." Hey, why don't you come on board with us over here? And she's like, I don't want to go on the train with all those fucking marks. <laughs> I was like, yes, this lady was great. She didn't say that, but that's basically what she was saying. Like, I don't that's want to go to a train with said. these crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. But this whole scene was set up to explain why they couldn't just call the police. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because they have no radio for some reason. Yes. So now they're all going to get back on. They're all getting on the train right now. All right, and we're kind of mm-hmm. like setting up a little bit where like this magician guy, like you can kind of yeah. see like he's not part of the group or nothing. He's kind of like on his own, you know. So, but the way they're filming him is like we're supposed to uh, suspect him first, type of type of deal. Yeah. So yeah, he's basically just the hired entertainment, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was just booked to be there. So why while everybody's getting on the train, we we cut to Eduardo and he has a fucking sword through his belly, mm-hmm. and the conductor's like conductor guy's like oh man this is a great skit good job good job everybody, <laughs> so he fucking got stabbed and stuff and he just falls down everybody gets on the train conductor does a couple of looks over and then the killer puts on the the mask that he's yeah. wearing and um he like puts the body I thought this part was pretty creepy he like puts the body. On the actual like track where like the wheel is, mm-hmm. so when the train yeah. goes off, it just smashes the whole body. I was yeah. like, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so now the killer has arrived on the train, the the, the terror train. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the terror train. Yes, you know, people are on the train right now. They're all getting wrong. So we have Elena. She is now talking to her roommates, which the the Mitchie is one of them. So we're. We're just showing that to all the girls. Um, apparently, Elaine, she got a scholarship somewhere else, so she's going to go off, and all the girls are upset, mostly her friend Mitch, because they're, like, best friends and stuff. Yeah. This is a weird scene. So we cut to, like, the, the stoner room. We see this, we see this room every once So, like, you know, on a train, there's a bunch of different rooms. All right? And mm-hmm. one of them that we're cutting to is the, the stoner room, and this is when we see a gimp mask. And I was like, yeah. well, fuck, is this going to be the killer mask? But no, it's not. It's just like, it's, it's just not. some guy in a get mask that nobody ever uses. So, so now we have uh, the conductor talking to the uh, the engineer guy. And I don't really know what the point of this was. But they're saying like, you know, they're just making some like weird back and forth conversation. So like, maybe we're supposed to expect like the engine guy to doing something or something. But they're just going on like, like yeah, like you know, I've been working on engines my whole life. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get this engine in Time Magazine. Maybe yeah, maybe. And the guy's like, yeah, ain't gonna get nothing on Time Magazine and shit like that. And I was gonna say yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that some of these sequences like this are just designed to Fill make time. us well, yeah, but to suspect uh, some people because I mean, there's only so many male characters in this movie. 
And um, like, there's only so many people that, that it could be. And then some of those people start getting killed. So it would be, although, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't know who the killer was <laughs> yeah. from the very beginning, but I mean, if you didn't, then, you know, it would be, it, w- it would start to like, you know, narrow down your choices if you didn't yeah. have, if you, if you weren't able to think it was anybody. Yeah. So like, so also to this, this engineer guy or this engine rider guy, whatever you want to call him. He yeah. he's also making fun of the conductor because the, the the conductor is about to retire, and he's about to get an RV and travel the world. He's like making fun mm. of him for it. He's saying like you know riding trains is in your blood. You can't stop. And then of course the, yeah. the plus uh, it's kind of hard to travel the world in an RV. Well, this is nineteen eighty, brother. I mean, there's I mean uh, there's oceans and stuff in the way. Well, I mean he can just get one that has wheel uh, that has a uh, uh, <laughs> what do you call them? flappers on it. Uh-huh. Okay, sure, fine. Duh. (laughs) Anyway, so so the conductor does an insult on him, and I had to write it down. He said, you can cook, (laughs) you can clean, and you can take a left turn. Yep. (laughs) You delusional boy. This 80s humor is something else, man. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't get that either. I was like, "What what what does that mean? Maybe eh. it's just 80s stuff that I don't get. I know what it is. We're supposed to be high when we watch this, so we probably would have got it then. Okay. So Maybe. then we see, speaking of being high, we see a bunch of kids dancing things to some cool 70s music. I was like, okay, yep. I can dig this. All right, they're all doing it. Uh, this is my this is my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes. So the magician guy, he's just like, this yep. this, this is a rotten crowd. All right. And, they, and his assistant was like, well, fuck, this is better than a six-year-old's birthday party. It's all like, oh, not by much. All right? Not by much. It's like, I need quiet when I do my fucking magic tricks out here and shit. These kids, are, they're just going to talk too much and distract me during the whole time. So we can see, like, he's not a big fan of being there, but he took the booking. All right? Yep. To get there. To get paid. So now we, we kind of cut back to the uh, the crane, the dock, and, like, they have, like, their own, like, station car. All right? And they're, uh, they're drinking to get stimulated. All right. And then they start talking about hog night. Okay. So basically, let me set the scene for everybody. Let's do it. So we have Doc. We have Crane. We probably have Jackson there just hanging out. And we have some younger frat kids that got invited mm-hmm. to the terror train, you know. And they're all like, they're all like drinking yeah. a little bit and stuff. They're really, they're really like kind of pumped to being on this train. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, fuck yeah. Thanks for inviting us on this train and everything. And it's like, yeah, something's okay, but do you guys ever heard of Hog Night? It's like, oh shit, yeah, we heard of Hog Night. Like those, Knight, all yeah. those kids got expelled for like harming that kid, and then one, and then I think it was Jackson said, not all the kids got expelled. Uh oh. And then Doc goes into him. He's like, yeah, yeah, we were those kids that did all that. Yeah, we we put that kid in the fucking, you know what I mean? So and then he goes on like how he did it. He was all like, <laughs> yeah. So I got like this uh, janitor job at the fucking uh, hospital and I was getting all these body parts and we put them all together. I got this thing and then then randomly Alina Alina shows up. It's like, yeah, you put that kid in the hospital, didn't you? So I ruined your punchline and all the other kids leave and everything and they they, they take the liquor with them and stuff. And then then, uh, she's like, they're like staring at each other because you can tell like they don't, you know, they're not like happy with each other. And then she just kind of yeah. brushes them off a little bit. 
And then we can see that there's been like a little tension build up between the Elena character and Doc. So well, I mean, you know, yeah, after everything had happened. Yeah, it's like you know, you picked that kid in the hospital and stuff, and then she's like, she calls, she basically like gives, blows him with that little horn that you use for New Year's and says Happy New Year's, and she like hangs out there. And then of course, uh, Doc gives all the kids some booze. All right, and then they all drink champagne together. They're all the rest of the the crew that was there all drink champagne together. Oh yeah, so now the conductor is saying that he should have got out of being a conductor ten years ago, because you know why? Because they don't build why? malls by, by by train stations. Uh yeah, and I had to uh, I had to disagree <laughs> with our boy conductor. Has he ever seen Jurassic Park? Thank you. Nope. Exactly. So, I mean, perfect. You know, they're, they're perfect. So now, um, so we have Mitchie walking around. All right, she gets scared uh, by a second by who she thinks is Eduardo. Because now, because remember we said the, the killer's wearing that Eduardo's mask on here. Yeah, right. And she's all making these jokes and everything. They're all walking around. You can tell that she's ready to party. And she is about to... He's basically about to like get her inside one of the the, the bathroom stalls, um, and this is when Jackson he kind of like interrupts them, all right, um, and then he's like interrupting them. He's like he's kind of going on saying like, "Hey man, you did a great stunt out there with the sword and everything. You've just been you've been doing so great, you know, with all that mm -hmm. uh, with all your jokes and everything." And then during this whole time, like the the Eduardo supposed character's not even saying her life or anything. They're just like kind of like drunk talking to him. And then like and then Jackson's like, "Hey man, do you want to go drive a drink with me? I got the good stuff." So they go into the the like the restroom stall, all right. And he pours some liquor. Maybe it was Absinthe. That's the only thing I could think of was the good stuff. And he has like this like uh, reptile mask on. You know, yeah. from like Mortal Kombat and shit. And eventually, the killer takes him, smashes him a little bit, shows his face, and he smashes him against the fucking window or the mirror. And that's our first kill from a from a death with costume mirror death. Uh, well, we we saw Eduardo's death. Yeah, that's true. That's yes, number two. I should, sorry, number two. So I guess yeah. This is number two. Okay, so this part is a little funny. So Elena, she likes the the train idea that our boy Crane did. All right, which I thought his name was Buster the whole time, but I guess maybe that's like his nickname or something. So, but it's Crane, whatever. So that he did yeah. the whole time, and then and then she and then he, you know, she, Doc was saying like, "Well, shit, you should have just married me." Because like Elena was saying something like so much like oh you're such a great idea this is such a nice idea and stuff like thank you so much for you know maybe I didn't even get married to you or something and Doc's like well maybe you should marry me and Elena's like what's she talking about what's he talking about and then they're like going on like well you know basically what it was it was Doc's idea to come on a train and get everybody to get on a train. So we find yeah. out that Elena, she doesn't like to go to any of Doc's parties since the incident happened. Well, right. All right. Because he steals dead bodies. I mean, that makes sense, right? Well, I think the major thing was of them putting that Kenny kid in the hospital. 
because they stole dead bodies. Because they stole dead body, body right. parts, yes. This is he's going back to the whole thing. If they didn't steal dead body parts, none of this would have ever happened. Well, your boy is a doctor. Well, he tells me later on is this. But basically, the, what idea was, so Doc had the idea, but Crane had the money. All right? Yeah. So that's how they put it all together. And now Elena's pissed off because she doesn't want to go to any kind of shenanigans with this Doc character. So she leaves all pissed off. Crane... Says, like, I mean it this time, even though he did some sort of funny rooster shit before he said that. It was just stupid. <laughs> All right. And then Doc is now making out a little bit with that, with that, uh, uh, Mitchie, Mitchie girl. Yeah. Cause uh, he's, the, he's the bad character during all this. Oh, and then Doc also says, like, yeah, you should, you should, uh, this didn't, this didn't really go anywhere either. He said, you should see what I put in those kids' drinks. But, like, I didn't see a lot of kids, like, passed out and puking everywhere. So, I don't know what the hell he put in uh, drinks. Yeah, I don't think. I think that was just some, like, oh, I think I think this was, I, th- I think this was, was supposed to explain why that bathroom stall was locked so much. So. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, let's see. So, now, uh, Crane is, he's talking, he's talking to Elena and stuff, you know. He's like, hey, wasn't this a good idea? All right. She's like, yes, it was a good idea. But like, you know, what the fuck? Have, you know, going with this guy. Um, this doc guy said I didn't want to, you know, doing his, doing it, be one of his parties. He's like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, it was a good idea. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I guess I'll see what kind of prank he's up to next. And then, of course, then he, then they, they, she tries to go to the restroom. But it's occupied. And then she gets all pissed off because she thinks that doc poisoned these kids drinks because he kind of said that he did. So maybe he <laughs> thought that whoever was in there and that was the same stall that our boy Jackson met his demise at. So we're seeing some, right, I was uh, going to, I was going to say that his stall is locked because his body's in bro. There. This install, like this, this, this stall was like one, probably like the major part of the movie. <laughs> this mm-hmm. one stall. All right. So now he goes, after she gets all mad and everything, he goes and asks for a kiss and then they go watch the magician show. Okay. Yeah. So we're seeing the the magician do a bunch of show like they gave him a lot of screen time of doing like all his tricks and stuff. So we see that he's doing like this coin and cigar trick where he puts like a cigar yeah. no not cigar he puts a cigarette through like a, a quarter, and yeah. then like somehow like this this involves Elena and the magician flirting with each other and he gets her peanuts. Yeah, just yeah. by touching the top of the thing and because he took her quarter to do the trick. Yeah, I don't know if I can like review is. magic tricks. Like magic, is there like a podcast where people review magic tricks? Oh, probably. probably. That'd be a kind of an interesting one, like a kind of hard one. Like, okay, yes, then he did this, and I'm not sure what he did, but he did that. Maybe he did that. I don't know. Oh yeah, I have no idea how any of those tricks are done. I, 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 it's still magic to me. Like I'm just yeah. like, oh, that's amazing. So check this part out. So we have the conductor too. Okay, I think his name is like Barry or Bradley or something. He's reading a newspaper, and guess what this newspaper says. <clears throat> if I may. It's one of those uh, hotline ones, you know, those hot off the press ones. The headline was rape, strangled, and thrown from a bridge. Yeah, I was when I saw that, I was like, it sounds like a Cannibal Corp song title. <laughs> it does. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, I'm surprised I didn't get this one on their album. <laughs> and then there's like a, a, a photo report one. Yeah, the Black Widow and two dead groomsmen. Or groomsmen. Brides, brides yeah. and grooms or something. Uh, 1980, uh, uh, 
psychic readings and predictions, and uh, my favorite, if I only took my mom's advice. <laughs> Take my mom's advice. That's so, great. Well, headlines. Headlines of the day. Yeah. So now, so we meet one, um, one girl. She was like the only one that actually kind of looked like she was like dressed for New Year's Eve. Was the girl Pat? All right. She was the one in all blue. All right. She's like the uh, the girlfriend of Jackson, and she's upset because she feels like Jackson didn't even show up to the fucking party. I was like, motherfucker was out and out there like the whole time. You didn't see him. I guess like yeah, when he was they dressed like a dinosaur. Yeah. So she feels like she didn't show up, and she's like, she also has her another friend with her too. Um, I didn't really catch her name, so we're just gonna call her the blonde. So they're, they're like, yep. they're like, they're men and stuff. Like they didn't come along, or they think they didn't come along. So like they're like upset about it, and they're telling Misty all about it and shit. And then she's like, she's basically saying to fuck him. All right. So they both leave and stuff. So this is a weird scene. So like during all this stuff, like Crane. And fucking Elena, they're like fucking just hanging out, you know, talking to a bunch of different people. And then right when that Patty and that blonde girl leave, he's all like, hey, remember me? I was like, well, bro, you guys been in like every scene together. Like, how the fuck? She, of course she remembers you, idiot. I was like, remember me? What the fuck? Did I miss something here? Tell me if I missed yeah, something. Like if, if, if I know who you are, then she uh-huh. definitely should know who you are. Like, I get what he means. Like, hey, remember me and stuff? I know you're mad at me. But it's like, bro, like, you, you, you had, like, five opportunities to say it. Why now? Anyway. Right. So she goes on. She's complaining about, you know, Doc set, setting this all up and her not being happy about being into one of his parties because some shit always happens. All right? She's like, she doesn't like his humor. She doesn't really like him. And then, of course, you know, our crane was like, well, he's my friend. Like, this crane guy had, like, the worst answers for everything. He's like, well, he's my friend. I mean... Come on, what was I supposed to do? And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, what were you supposed to do? Like, bro, was, yeah, it, why not? was this the easy in 1980? Fuck. No wonder so many people were born. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, damn. It's much easier then than it is now. Yeah. Well, now they'd be fucking going, they're putting your shit on blast and fucking TikTok. Hey, look at this fucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, okay, so now we have Doc. He's done, he's done fucking that Mitchie girl. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, uh, he goes over and they want to see like the, the card tricks that the magicians would be doing. All right. So this, so yeah, after we got like Doc done fucking, this is when we see the magician and he's doing like his card trick where he turns a jack of hearts into a jack of spades. So now this is also too when the magician is doing his show um, and he's just doing the whole presentation, you know, all kinds of like magic tricks and stuff. And this is also to when we meet yeah. his assistant as well. Yes. He makes her disappear and shit like that. Okay, so this is interesting too. So while the magician show is going on, like Doc and Crane, they're talking a little bit about like, hey, he's like, hey man, she's still upset. He's like, yeah, he, she's still a little bit upset talking about Lane and stuff. And then yeah. uh, Crane, I think it was Crane or Doc, and they're like, so who ordered the magician? I was like, I didn't do it. I thought somebody maybe just had a good idea and just ordered him and brought him along. So the po- two, so it makes this thing okay. So the two people who orchestrated this stuff didn't order the magician. So what's going on right. over here, brother? So maybe the magician is the uh, is the killer. Yes. So maybe he snuck on here, didn't really have a booking. Okay. Did a magic show. And did a magic show. <laughs> and at the end, I'm going to ask Murdered you people. a couple questions. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So we'll, we'll get there. So remember that, everybody. Remember, they're saying they don't know who booked our magician friend over here. Okay. Right. 
So uh, they're also asking, they're also asking, like, hey, man, have you even seen Jackson around? Like, where, where did he go? Like, they can't find him at all. Yeah, because they are on a train. You yeah. know, you, people would be, we would think would be pretty easy to find. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, Doc saying, like, yeah, don't worry about that, Atlanta girl. She'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, Who cares? And then they start watching some more of the magician show. Um, okay. So after the magician show, okay, we have the, the Pat and her blonde friend. They actually go up the dock and crane. Okay. So we got uh, the crane, which is, we've been calling him crane the whole time. It's actually dusty. So that's why I put it in my notes. So I'm looking to see if you don't really have any notes. So I'm just going to call him dusty from now on. So crane is the, the conductor. But, but, you know, we'll just, we can call the conductor the whole time his name is conductor. So anyway. Yeah. So, so, so basically the two girls, Pat and the blonde girl, they go up to Doc and Dusty and they're all like, you know, they're sad because they can't find their boyfriends around anywhere. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, after this and stuff, they go on and they, uh, they're just basically saying like, you know, Hey, we like that magician show. They're like, can you believe they made that girl disappear? And I'm bored. And like, you know, it was like, how did he do that stuff? Is like, I was like, hey, can you make, hey, can you figure out, Doc was like, hey, can you figure out how to make a girl come? Ooh. Oh, okay, shit. And then Doc goes on saying how much he hates this fucking, uh, you know, fucking magicians and shit, all this stuff. And then eventually, he goes up to the pack girl and he's like, hey, hey, Dusty, like, these girls are looking a little, like, parched and stuff, or looking a little, uh, <laughs> they're basically, like, looking a little lonely. Like, how do we take them back and we give them some emergency, uh, support and then he goes on saying how he's a doctor and how he's a, a very specialist at doing pap smears oh what a classy clever guy. so they all go out and they're gonna go flirt with each other and then during this the mitchy girl sees it and then her and then elena start dancing a little bit and they just want to uh, she doesn't tell anything about that tells elena that dusty's moving on or nothing they just start dancing with each other so they try to go into that bathroom again. There's somebody in there, and it's still locked. So the the, the time, the whole bathroom is just is still being locked this whole time. People try to go in there, and it's just not opening. They think there's somebody in yeah. there drunk, pretty much. Yeah, but Dusty's or Jackson's body's in there. Yeah, still. So yes, and then so Elena's now dancing with the uh, the what we call the president. Okay. Yeah. And then the guy, I guess the president, want to take her to the hot tub. And at first she was down with it until the magician looked at her and then she goes and talks to the magician. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I'm kind of just astounded that this train has a hot tub. Yes. Well, he said he had one somewhere. I mean, it's a pretty nice train. Yes. Um, so now that now they're uh, now the conductor uh, so during this stuff the conductor goes in there and he wants to you know, he has he heard the complaints about that bathroom. So now he's basically forced to go open that bathroom to see if that person's drunk or not. So when he actually opens the bathroom, that's when he sees blood everywhere and he sees the dead Jackson. All right, and then he's taken like then he's back with this talking to his uh um his his mates, and he's yeah. very nervous because now he needs some coffee. And the guys are asking him why. He's like, we got a fucking dead boy back there. All right. <laughs> He's in the sleep. It's called so. This place is called the sleeper toilet. That's where they've been going this whole time. <laughs> the sleeper toilet. Yeah, the sleeper toilet. <laughs> that would be great. That would be. Uh, that would definitely be the uh, room that I would get. Is the 
the sleeper toilet. And then he's all saying, he's all saying, fuck, I haven't seen anybody as dead as he was. Oh, haha. Uh -huh. And then he's about said, like, you know, he doesn't want to tell anybody yet, but he's going to call it in uh, to the front, to the driver here pretty soon. So now we have one of the blondes. She's, like, walking through the party room. She, like, grabs a smoke and everything so that we're all ready to party. This is about Mitchy. Mitchy's, like, pretty much grabbing her. You know, she's been partying hard because now she sees her boy, Doc, flirting with some other girls. Now she's going to start drinking a lot. So the conductor calls a train. Uh, the, 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 basically, the, the engine driver. Um... Mm -hmm. Tells him about the accident and stuff, and then how long we'll be back into town. Uh, he said, like, hey, don't worry about it. We're going to go straight ahead, and we're going to go faster. So the train's actually going to pick up some speed to get to town quicker. Yeah, get to wherever they're going. Yeah, and then, of course, the conductor, he kind of walks around and sits down. He's a little nervous. So there's, there's like, there's, like, these girls walking by. Like, they're, mm -hmm. like, kind of, like, walking by that toilet and stuff. And all you can hear one girl saying, like, yeah, I can't believe what that guy, I don't believe what he asked for. Or like, what do you ask me to do? So, so yeah. they, so they, so and like, basically, like, because the conductor number two, he's like blocking that door off. All right. Yeah. And eventually, they go and they check out the 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 room, the little like the the stall area and stuff. And there's no blood there. You just see the supposedly the DJ or the DJack character just was really drunk. And they're like, where did all that blood go and stuff like that? And of course, yeah. Mitchie, she's she takes the the D Jack character away and because you know she recognizes who who he was and stuff. Finally in his dinosaur costume. Yes. So and she kept calling him D Jack. So that that was his name. D Jack. Well his name was Jackson, but that's his nickname. Jackson. Right. D Jack. She takes him away and everything. And then and then of course the conductor's like, damn medical students. <laughs> damn medical students. So now Doc and uh, Buster, they're with the uh, the ladies that are drinking shit with the ladies and stuff. Um, you could tell there's some flirting going on. You could tell Doc was kind of all into it, but uh, our boy uh, Buster wasn't too much into it at all. Um, he can't really handle it and stuff. So now Mitch, uh, the Mitchie girl, she is uh, she's basically taking um, uh, D Jack or the killer up to the bunk and stuff. We see like Doc and all the 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 Buster and stuff. By the way, Buster's his nickname is also Mo, as well too. Okay, mm -hmm. so this guy had like four different. He had three different names basically here on the Retro Blood. He had Crane, he had Bus, he had Dust, <laughs> Dusty Buster, and he had Mo. He had all kinds of fucking names. It's basically the little the nerd dude. Uh, whose death was really weird. I'm gonna ask you about that when we get there, but um. Yeah. So, you know, Doc and all them are walking by, and of course, Pat's just like, she's like, ah, oh, this is so like not like Jackson not being here and stuff. Like, I don't know what he could be doing. And of course, like, uh, D Jack and, uh, or supposedly D Jack and Misty were in that bunker and stuff. And now, like, Misty's like hitting on D Jack hard. Like, she wants to have sex. She wants to get some, some revenge back for Doc yeah. flirting on these girls. And it, everything's going pretty well. And he says, oh, you have a very cold hand. It's a dead hand. And he eventually <laughs> kills that girl. Boom. Yeah, it's Jackson's dead hand. Yes. So there goes that character. Okay, so now we have uh, the the president guy doing some sort of political speech. The magician just watches him all funny, just like I was. Uh, Elena, she now sees the magician guy. Um, she's, she's talking about how she liked the show and everything. 
And then they talk about if she believes in magic or not. And then she, he, then the conductor guy eventually gives her a rose. So semi-flirting. Doc shows up. Alright. And uh, so Doc shows up and he's like, hey, you know, Moe's in the next room. Moe's Dusty Crane. You know, whatever the fuck we want to call him. He's in the next room and he wants to be talking with you. So Doc is planning one of his jokes because uh, Dusty, he was... He was flirting with that blonde girl that was in there. So, you know, the only people who left was Pat and, and Doc. And he left uh, right. uh, Mo and, and that other girl all alone in that room. So so he is now telling Elena to go check on him and stuff. But this guy's kind of an asshole. You know what I mean? You ever heard of bro code? Any? Apparently nope, not. not these guys. So she goes on checks, you know, about to go check on him and stuff. So eventually, like, the, the, the fucking... Uh, Blonde girl, she's like, she she wants some sex, and our boy's being pretty good over here. Okay, he's being pretty good about uh, uh, controlling himself. But then she, we see a little bit of tits from our girl, the the blonde naked girl. Yeah, cause she's she's wearing like his pants, yeah, or whatever, like it like to cover up like all the way up her chest. That was kind of funny. Yes. So now the uh, the conductor guy, he is worried about you know what's 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 going on over here. Um. And he, the conductor basically stops Elena from going into the room that uh, that that uh, Mo and that that blonde girl were at. And then this during this whole time, the magician is kind of doing a card game. Yeah, so the magician is doing like a card game. The doc is not impressed at all. Like he's jealous of this this magician during this yep. whole time, and he's basically saying that he doesn't like he doesn't like like magic and shit. He likes fucking uh, like. Like joke playing, he's more of a joker, right? Yeah. So then, eventually, the conductor sees, like, I guess he finds like dead Mitch and stuff, and he look, looks around. And eventually, Elena shows up, and then, like, after the conductor sees the dead Mitch and everything, he's trying to get Elena away, but Elena's trying to talk to Mo and stuff in that room, and he kind of like gets her away, and then he eventually breaks the the beans to her, saying like, "Hey, you know, there's some weird stuff going on here." All right, and then I think one of your friends is dead. All right, so we're seeing all that juicy stuff happen. Uh, the conductor tells Elena, you know that that your your one of your friends, Danny, your Mitchie's friends, dead, and then she has to go, you know, find and see if it's you know for her own eyes if that's happened. And then of course, you know, the magician's still doing this whole thing. Doc is just over there, just saying, "Oh, anybody can do that. You suck. You know, I could do that. That was boring. You know, and he's kind of there with the." He's kind of like there with Mo, so like Mo shows up. He's all like, "Hey man, what the what's that prank you pull with the You know, trying to get break into my room and stuff. You tell her she was there." He, he like semi denies it. He's like, "Well, did you get caught?" And of course, Mo was like, "No." And so he just made up. I was like, "Fuck, that was easy." <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're watching this whole uh, magician show. This is like a disappearing act um, going on across over here. Uh, of course, you know, Doc and all of them are not impressed. Like, he's not impressed. Everybody else is impressed. He's just, like, not impressed. So, this is when, like, so Elena and the Doc, uh, Elena and the conductor both have seen, you know, Mitchie's dead body. And they're kind of right. figuring out, like, oh, like, who could have done this? And, and of course, the, at first, the conductor's like, oh, it's probably one of these kids on dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too much dope drinking and stuff. 
And Elena's like, no, everybody here knows each other. And he's like, okay, let me change my story. Ah, oh, maybe some wacko just came on the train. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah. One of those good old guys just came on the train. No problem. Okay, so this is a weird... I didn't really see what happened here. Okay, so they're watching the magician show, right? And then Mo, yeah. Mo, Dusty, Crane, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he, like, passes out. Just out of nowhere. Like, did you see him get cut or anything like that? Did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything to do with his death at all. Okay, me either, because... He was just he was just dead. Yeah, they're just watching the show, and he just, like, falls down, and, and Doc's, like, thinks he just passed out for being bored or something. So he's, like, trying to revive him and stuff, and he's not waking up, and he's, like, the Doc's freaking out, but, like, nobody's gonna... Nobody's believing Doc. Like, he's taking the body, he's running... He's saying, screaming, help, and help, and help, and help, but nobody believes yeah. him because... The dude jokes around all the time. So they just think it's just one of his jokes. It's kind of like that cry wolf shit. Like when right. serious things come down, if you're too much of a jokester, they're not going to fucking believe you. Nobody believes you. So he eventually runs into Elena with the dead body. And then this is when he figured out that he got cut somehow. And then we have dead Mo now. All right. And then they're like a little upset. So now we actually have like a, everybody sees like another dead body over here. And... The, the the big thing they want to do right now is uh uh they want the uh they want the train to stop like they they're doing like an emergency like stop at the train uh because um uh like doc is like freaking out he's like I'm getting out of here so he goes to part of the train and he pulls this lever I guess that lever is supposed to know that there's like an emergency to the engine driver but I think so yeah but they didn't like it's weird because like when that happened, the conductor guy was like, "Oh, nobody responded to that. That's weird." So he goes up there and he doesn't, he can't find the driver or anybody. So he had to physically stop the train himself. And it was pretty funny because you see like a couple of scenes of people partying and everything and dancing to the '70s music, and then they all yeah. just like the train stops and they all just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I'll ask him, like, you know, what the hell's going on and stuff. And then, like, so this is when the conductor is now telling the staff that we haven't seen until right now. All right, everybody. I need you guys to grab some fire axes. All right. And I need you to, to check every room of this train while we get everybody out. So their plan is to stop the train, get yeah. everybody out on the freezing snow, make mm -hmm. sure everybody, check their ticket, I guess. Make sure everybody who's who's there is there. And whoever's the odd bat out is the killer. So that's their plan. Right. Now, what could go wrong? What can go wrong? So, we got everybody out there in the train. Everybody's going out. We have a couple of the staff members looking around. You know. Um, and then they're looking around. They can't really find anything. I think one of them kind of finds like a body or something. But this is when we get the scene of Elena and Doc talking and they're like, hey, you know, look who's died so far. We have Jackson died, Mitchie died, Mo, Mo Crane died. Look at all the people who fucking died. We're like, that's all the people who three years ago scared Kenny and we put him in the hospital and stuff. Like, do you know like the real backstory to Kenny? Oh, by the way, I don't know if we talked about it. Here's the backstory to Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which we're going to conveniently tell you now. Yes, we're going to tell you now. 
So Kenny is the guy who, you know, got scared of the dead body or the dead body parts right. and he flicked her death by or hurt by sheets. Okay. <laughs> so apparently he got hurt that night. He was in a hospital. Yes. But our girl Elena did some research on him and they said, hey, you know, he killed somebody before. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? You telling me this little scrawny yeah. little dude kills? How? What? 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 Well, well, they're saying it was what? by accident. No, no. He, he so he killed somebody by accident. Yeah, Kenny did. Well, that that's what the story is. Yeah. Well, who did he kill? And I, well, I don't know. They don't. They never tell us that. Well, apparently they're saying like, yeah, he's very disturbed, and he killed somebody before. I'm just like, what? Okay, what happened yeah, here? So I was a little confused here. So, um. Did he kill somebody before the incident with the dead body or after they sent him to the psychiatric institute? Well, I was thinking like he killed somebody before the dead body. Well, that's what I was thinking too, because like my understanding from the movie is that they haven't, they don't know what happened to Kenny after he went to the psychiatric institution. And he just dropped out of school and then they, they basically ruined his life. Yes. But, um, but I don't understand. I guess he killed somebody before this and then he went to college and then, <laughs> i just thought that was really strange yes. how they explained that's where like missing she, something yeah because doesn't she clearly say like he killed somebody yeah i mean even he, like it doesn't matter if it was by accident he still killed somebody and i'm like uh, what is this supposed to show us i mean was this supposed to tell us that kenny's capable of killing somebody yes i guess so that, I, I mean i guess that's, what that's why they added in that line i'm pretty sure so so during all this, Doc realizes, oh shit, let me go check out our yearbook. So they <laughs> so he brings yes. Elena back on the train to save her life somehow. Yeah. Locks her right. in a room and shows her, look at this book. And they see which a book. Which he happens to have with him. Which, which he happens to have with him. Yeah. And it's a yearbook and it shows Kenny being a magician. And they're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hello. We got a. His name is Kenny. There's a magician here. Uh, that, that's the killer. We got it. Okay, <laughs> done. Sealed and done. Okay, and they start freaking out like, oh shit, the whole time. And then, of course, this doc guy, he 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 did a great mental breakdown. Okay, he's like, I ain't going out there. You fucking bitch. You can go out there on your own. Get yourself killed. I'm gonna stay here. And so, so she eventually leaves, and he didn't want her to leave at first, and she leaves. Then we get the whole scene of Doc like walking around and everything scaring him. The closet, two closets were scaring him. He was he takes a chair, gets it up. He thought he had all his bases covered. He's about to wa- look underneath the bed and then he gets grabbed, and it kind of looks like a woman's hand that grabs him, and he's all like, "Oh, it's you, Misty." And I'm like, "Bro, like this guy, he's he, his world is rocked now." So he thinks it's Misty there, and you see like the they see the face. No, we don't even see the face. Basically, the the shadowy girl figure takes a knife and cuts Doc's throat. Mm-hmm. So there he goes. So now we have a new twist. Is it a girl killer? What's going on here? What is going on here now? So now we cut back to Elena. She is now going to be looking to the conductor because she knows for sure who it is now. All right. Now we have a scene of the magician talking to his assistant. Okay. And the assistant was out there and saying, like, yeah, I went out there and stuff. I can't believe there's some sort of crazy killer around here and everything. And the magician doesn't know why 
that she went outside and why he left her side and everything. Like he was being very creepy and and did you? So this scene was making us to believe like, okay, we all know who the killer is now. This is a magician guy, and right. the, well, the way it was filmed, it, it made it seem like he was guilty in a way. But so he's like making like a box and stuff in there. So and then eventually, um, Elena, she like runs and like she like runs to the president guy. And then this is when she eventually tells the conductor um, it was the magician. She shows him the <laughs> she shows him the yearbook. See, see, Kenny likes magic, and this guy's magic. There you go. Yeah. It's it's obviously this guy. Yeah, it's obviously this guy. All right, so now they're gonna go back back to Doc um, to to actually like show him the proof, like show him like the yearbooks, because she's basically saying like, hey, I got this yearbook. I'm gonna show it to him as this guy. So they go to his room and stuff, and then they see a bunch of blood. All right, and the the conductor's looking around, and he opens up the cabinet, and the body just falls right on him. And then he then he looks at it, then the then Doc's dead head just falls down too. That scene was pretty crazy when the whole body just fell on the dog. I like that one. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. The special effect of the head wasn't great, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and then during this, like they have decided that all the kids need to get back on the on the train. Even all, a lot of the kids just went like, "Hey, let's just walk away in this freezing snow, zero degrees, probably like a hundred miles away from town. We'll make it." And they're like, "You're not gonna make it. You're gonna fucking freeze to death." So get the fuck back on the train. All right, so basically they're saying, okay, what we're going to do is we're all going to wait in one train room, all right? And what we're going to do is they're not going to tell anybody it's a magician yet that they suspect, but they're going to get everybody on one train and then the conductor and all of them are going to corner the magician. So so they go on the train. The conductor goes into where the uh, the assistant, they see the consistent, the assistant's like, hey, you know, hey, we're making some coffee. Do you want to come join us over here? So she goes in there and they eventually lock the door to where the magician's at. Yeah. And uh, so now we have one staff member who has a fire axe and he is uh, putting her on a part of the train that hasn't been used in years. He's saying how dusty it is and everything there. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Like, yeah. you'll be safe in this train car. Nobody's been in here in years. Yeah. In, in like two years, I think he says. And he's like, it's dusty but clean. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, dusty but clean. He can just hang out here. I'll be right outside. And yep. of course, we have Elena. She's like, I don't trust this guy. So <laughs> she grabs like a hanger and everything. And of course, uh, we have the conductor. Um, he's like talking with a, a couple kids, and a couple of the kids, like they, they got the in their head, like, hey, you know, we know this is a magician guy. You know, one kid was like, hey, let me in there. He killed one of our own. The conductor was like. Do you see what he did in those bodies in there? Do you think that's a good idea? Okay, so now the conductor basically gives him an axe and stuff. He gives the kid the axe. Yeah. He's like, say, before you go, look at those bodies of some of your friends. And and then just ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it? Is it? And the guy just gives the axe back. I was like, damn, this conductor putting up some fucking uh, knowledge over here. So now the conductor, he said, "I'll go check it out." And some of the how. So then we have some staff members. Um, so the, the staff member that was helping out Elena, he is dead by sword. Okay, yep. 
I think it was a sword or an axe. I can't tell which one it was. So, the, so now the conductor, the conductor is asking for uh, Ken. They keep calling him Ken now. Hey, Ken, come out here. Uh, come out of the train and everything. And he's not, like, answering it at all. Um, you know, it's like, hey, man, we got some coffee out here if you want to, you know, check it out. And then they, they look around and he's not there. They don't see him at all. He's, like, vanished. So now the killer, he has a different mask on now. The killer does at this particular part of the movie. Um, he opens up the door and stuff. And he's about to smash uh, Elena with an axe. And it wasn't her. It was the blow-up doll. Bringing that character back. And eventually, like, then she eventually goes behind him and like, uh, stabs him. And then she starts running away. And then we have a whole chase scene. Where they're like chasing each other around the, 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 the train at this time. So now they eventually, um, they reach the, con- the conductor room. And she basically does a smart idea where she, like, chains herself up in, like, this, like, cage. I guess it's in there. And then the uh, the killer, you know, grabs, like, a pole and everything. is like, knocking on all the lights and everything. So she's, like, locking herself in the cage. She's using a pole to try to, like, get her from the pole and everything. I thought the scene was pretty intense. Uh, I'm trying to get her and trying to stab her to the train and everything. Yeah, which is exactly like that scene in Halloween where she's in the closet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's almost exactly the same scene. Well, I mean, it's in a cage. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's yeah, a little different. different. Yeah. <laughs> that's completely different. Yeah. But yeah, that, it was, this is a cool scene. It was pretty in- pretty intense scene where he's trying to kill her through that little cage. Thing. Yeah, and then she comes up with the idea where she grabs like this like paper needle that you can cut like sticky notes on. Yeah. She freaking grabs it and stabs it in the fucking... Somewhere. It wasn't in the eye, but it was like stabbed, stabbed, stabbed him somewhere. Yeah. And then she uh, eventually gets out of the cage. So like they're like she's like they're outside, right? And they're like and they're like so she gets out of the one room, and then the killer follows her, and they're kind of like fighting back and forth. And then eventually, uh, we see a little scene of the like the I guess the killer like tripping or falling or getting pushed um, near the train or like outside the train. So we feel like that okay, he's uh, Elena like pushed the killer off the train, and now we're safe now. So yeah. the conductor shows up. What happened? Let me tell you every detail of what happened. So he yeah. grabs her and like clears the way and takes her back up. And of course the, the the killer was still hanging on to the train, so he's still there. This is a weird scene too. So like Elena's sleeping, right? And like the conductor's telling her, you know, and we have like the, so Elena's asleep and the conductor's like telling like the uh the pack girl, um, you know, like, yeah, she's been through a lot and everything. And, hey, do you want some coffee? She's like, yeah, I'll take some coffee. Um, and then she's like, then she's like, you know, she goes out and she uh, she leaves Elena alone sleeping. And then, like, the killer on... Okay, so tell me if this is possible, Allison. So the killer didn't fall from the train, but it's outside. And we have a moving yeah. train. Okay? Right. And now he's popping his head through the window. On this moving 100 mile an hour train in freezing zero cold Montreal weather. How is this possible? Tell me. I I don't think that it is possible, but I don't think a lot of things in this movie are possible. So um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it I guess it is possible. Maybe it's not moving as fast as they as, as we think, but I mean, I guess he could be hanging on to the side of the train, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Looking so, through the window. So eventually, the other girl, the the pack girl, she comes back. 
she wakes up Elena, says, hey, come with us to the main train. Elena agrees. Uh, she's, from reason, she's walking all by herself now. All right. And eventually the president says, hey, come and join us this way. So she gets there. Um, the conductor is on the thing. And he sees a light. And he calls it beautiful because they're kind of close to where they need to be in the town. And then Elena somehow goes to the magician room. She's like looking through all the, the yearbooks of books and magic and stuff. And I guess she looks at the yearbook again and she sees Kenny's picture, but it says magician with no tricks up his sleeve. And she's like, oh, wait a minute. What? No tricks up his sleeve. Wait a minute. minute. The other magician was great at tricks. And of course she opens up the box (laughs) and then we see the dead magician in the box. And I want to stop the review one second and ask Allison a question. Everybody out here too. Yeah. So we find out now that the magician was not the killer. Right? Right. So who booked them? Who booked this? Who booked them? I, Mo that's, Crane, that's they, didn't, they didn't book them. Doc didn't book them. Who booked them? Well, Kenny did. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh, I like how you because think of something we're gonna Because of something we're going to find out in a few minutes. Yes. Ah, oh, look at you. See, that's why, we, that's, why we, that's why we're a good team over here. Uh-huh. That makes sense. This Kenny is a little smarter than me. Alright. Huh? <laughs> Alright, with his crazy background. So now she's like, oh shit, I fucked up. You know, it wasn't the magician this whole time. So she goes and tells uh, Charlie that Charlie's like the second conductor guy. Like, hey, like that magician guy, like, he's not dead. You know, like, I think we got like the wrong person and stuff. Alright? And then, like, She's like holding his hands, like the the, the supposedly Charlie's like holding her hand and stuff. They're in like the conductor room, and she looks up and there's like a mask curse, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And then we find out that the killer this whole time was Kenny, but Kenny was played by the assistant. Mind well, blown. Yeah, but ex- explain how we find that out though, because that doesn't make any sense. We describe that if they haven't seen the movie. Well, they had the uh, the so they so they, I told you so they're in the conductor room, right? Right. And then and, and Elena thinks it's is Charlie, the conductor number two, and she's complaining, right. saying like, "Hey, you know, we need to tell everybody like the magician is dead. Like we we got it wrong. Kenny is somebody else." And she's like, "They're talking right, about a table." Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's actually Kenny. So what you're seeing is you're seeing Kenny. Well, you're seeing the killer in a mask. Yes. With the conductor hat on. Yes. But it was really cool, though, the way he takes the ma- the, the conductor hat off. And uh, see if I remember this correctly. Doesn't he take the conductor hat off and then the assistant's long hair falls out of the hat? Yes. And then they take the mask and then off. He takes his, and he takes his mask off and then he takes the wig off. And yes. then you find out that the assistant has been Kenny the whole time. Yes. So he's dra- he's been dressed as like the magician's assistant like yes. the girl the whole time yes he was just a big girl the whole time and yeah. we see that there was so a couple of scenes of where we should have noticed this <laughs> even right. though like i don't know man that that one scene of the assistant talking to the magician when she was like saying that she went outside that, that didn't look like this kenny at all no no i agree like i i don't i'm pretty sure that was that was I'm, i want i need to go back and watch that part again um i did watch part of this movie twice but not the entire thing um 
But yeah, I need to go back and watch that again because there's actually scenes where she's interacting with the magician and you don't recognize it as the actor that you just saw 20 minutes before this. Blaine Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They they look really different. So he's saying, like, I've been watching you the whole night and you haven't changed at all. The thing that I'm trying to figure out, though, is so the magician has been doing basically a magic show this entire night up until fairly recently and his assistant has been on stage with him yet kenny's also been killing people the entire time like how does he get well, away no, no, no remember the uh one of the tricks that the magician guy did was he made his assistant vanish <laughs> oh right <laughs> yes and then he brought her Convenient. brought her back somehow well anyway well, one funny part that i like was you know so after we have this big revealing secret of yeah. Kenny killing half of Elena's friends, even her best right. friend, yeah. and he, he said, I've been stalking you all night. You know what Elena says? I didn't know you like magic. <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> and then he's like... After, that's, the, that's the thing that comes to our mind. It's yes. like... After she kills most of most of her most of her friends, he's, yes, she's like, eh, I know you like magic. And then she's like, and he's have... like, I'm better than he ever was. <laughs> I was like, how did this become like you liking magic? Like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, okay, like this is the thing that we should be concerned about at yes. this point. I mean, not that he's you know killed half, all half the people on the train, and also everyone that drives the train and. You know, he he was stuck in this uh, room. He got sent to a psychiatric institution because they had him almost had him fuck a dead body. But now he's it's all about him being a magician. Yeah. So then uh-huh. he goes back to Hog Night and is all like, "Kiss me, Elena." Okay. Did we see like the back from how she said at the beginning, "Kiss me, Elena." Kiss me, Elena. And then like she like kisses him, and then this motherfucker freaks out and he gets wrapped up again. <laughs> Oh my god! Right. I was like, "What am I? What am I watching here? What is going on? <laughs> what is? You got to be kidding me!" So this motherfucker was killing people, no problem, left and right, and then he finally asked for one kiss, and he freaks out. Fuck. Yep. So he's freaking out, wrapped this shit up in something again, and then like out of nowhere, the conductor comes out and just whacks his ass, and then we see a dummy fall off the fucking train into some water, some ice cold <laughs> water. I suppose so. That's that's the end of Kenny. His, yes. He, hit him, he hits him with a shovel and then they throw him off the train. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. But did you see that dummy? Like, that dummy looked just as much <laughs> yeah. as the uh, the dummy on, like, to all the good night. I mean, like, it was probably an like equal, equal amount of dummy right there. It was just a, it was just a plastic. But they're like, okay, we got one shot, guys. We have a train. We rented this fucking train out for, like, $5 million. Okay. We're out of money. We, 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 yeah, we already matter. Yeah, I got like I, I'm only paying these actors like ten bucks a month, uh, ten dollars a week. Okay, so get this fucking dummy, throw him out, and, and this thing like landed so weird. It's like they threw it, it like hit the hit like hit the ice, and then like just slide it in the water. <laughs> oh god, it was great. And then uh, it rolls down river, and uh, the train leaves, and that's Terror Train, everybody. Yeah. So. No resolution, really. They just kill. They just kill him with a shuffle, throw him off into the river, and that's yeah. the end. Yeah. So like, I don't know what happens when they get to wherever they're going with this train full of dead bodies, but you know, I guess. Well, we'll you know the we yeah, the morgue. I guess I, who knows. 
The lady should just, you know, grow up to be fine I mean, after all this. She I mean, she, can she, you she, imagine? She don't have to worry about Doc's parties anymore, I guess. I mean, can you imagine them trying to explain that to somebody? Yeah. Like, you know, they show up in town and there's like this entire train full wow. of blood and dead bodies. They're like, well, you see, there was this guy. Yeah. And he was dressed as a woman that was assisted in the magic show. And then he was secretly also killing all these people because we played a prank on him three years ago. And, but then we hit him with a shovel and kicked him off the train. That's yeah. why he's not here. Yeah, That's why he's not here guys. I swear he was here. Like <laughs> I don't, I, we, I swear we got a couple of witnesses. We only have two, but we have, you know, this couple. And I of mean, course he killed everybody else. I bet the conductor guy was like, I fucking told those bastards I need one of those CB radios. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm retiring from fucking trains, brother. That's right. how it should have ended. Like, That's how it should have ended, yeah. Slipping into the into the train station or whatever. It's like, I told you we should have got a damn oh. CB radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been great. So this, this movie was, it, this was all right. I mean. Yeah, it was all right. I don't know. I was, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I mean, the acting was okay. I mean, some of the humor was like, I mean, you know, probably for its time was good. Um, you know, we messed up that guy's name, but fucking Crane, Mo, it's all the same yeah, shit. He, the character, like, the way he died was so random too. Like, I mean, maybe it's like one of those things you had to like, maybe like, where's Waldo? We're finding where the fucking, where he died or something. But I mean, <laughs> the movie, it, it was okay. I would say I would give it a, you know, it's, I mean, this movie acts actually, you know, it has, it didn't have a, a direct sequel, but there has been movies um, that has been um, inspired by it, and they did do a remake. Yeah. They made a remake. Yeah, they made a remake for Two B. Um, I haven't seen it, but it's pretty much has the same kind of like plot line to it. So, you know, I think it's a it's a it's a neat it's a neat idea, but you know, it's not like you could build like some sort of franchise off this or nothing. You know what I mean? But it is like a, a neat idea. You know, if you think about it, you know, you know. A murder or like a, a something on a train. It's you know you're basically stuck. You know there's not really a lot of places you can go to and hide and stuff. So right. I get the yeah. concept, yeah. but like some of this other like random shit that's going on. Like I think I think the the thing that was missing to me was like the killer. Like it just like okay, so we have this nerd guy. He gets like freaked out yeah. by a dead. We get it, okay, and then he just wraps himself in sheets. Okay, and then we're supposed to like, okay, yeah, he was in the hospital, he freaked out, and by the way, he killed somebody before, and he likes magic. I'm like, bro, just <laughs> one, one, one thing at a time here, okay? One thing. Why does he need all these backgrounds? Like, why? What? Why did? Why did he need to like? Okay, we get you. Yeah, because see, like Halloween is so much simpler than this, yes. right? So in Halloween, there's no, there's no like mystery about who the killer is. I think that mm. was the downfall of those movies. They tried to create a mystery. Yeah. But they're just copying Halloween, and Halloween doesn't have a mystery. We know it's Michael Myers from the very beginning because yeah. they had their beginning scene, which is just like the beginning scene in Halloween, where they explain, you know, why what happened to the killer or why Michael's the way he is, and they explain why Kenny's the way he is. But but the killer is obviously Kenny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like there's I don't know how you could watch this movie and not know that the killer was Kenny from the very beginning. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he wasn't Kenny, then. Why do we, why did we even see this beginning part? So like I don't know why they tried to create this weird mystery that well, I had think, an obvious. Well, answer. I think the mystery they were trying to see is like so I think they were 
they were trying to like, okay, we know that the killer is Kenny, but we didn't know who Ken. We didn't know what Kenny looked like after all these three years. And we didn't know okay. he was a magician. Yeah, so we were supposed to think that this magician guy was Kenny. Like, you ever seen um, what's that show? The one with Urkel in it. Uh. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Remember when Urkel was family like a super nerd? Yeah, yeah, Family Matters. Remember when Urkel yeah. was like a super nerd and then he came back that one season has like the hot Playboy? Yeah. So I guess in three years, everybody thought that this disturbed kid who killed one person one time mystery turned into some sort of like... Is now David Copperfield. Is now David Copperfield, yes. <laughs> I, guess I mean, so. it makes sense. That's all they yeah, think of. <laughs> God, what, a cra- what a crazy New Year's for this yeah. 1980s stuff going right. on here but right everybody that's been our special retro blood new year's special very uh interesting movie thanks for joining us here uh check us out next sunday as we'll be doing our theme for january yeah and uh <laughs> our, our theme from january for january is something we me and allison have been waiting to do for i would say a little while now yeah killer appliances Killer appliances. Yeah, this is going to be uh, something. We'll yes. see how this goes. <laughs> so if you have, you know, like refrigerators, microwaves, lawnmowers, something else that we haven't figured out yet, if you have those, then phew, boy, you're fucked. Yeah, okay. you're in trouble. So this is this is going to be. Uh, so you'll never want to go in your kitchen again. Yeah. After this, after this month. Yeah, our boy Doc, he can't make a joke out of this one, brother. Yeah. Okay. No, how could this possibly be funny? Yeah. So, the next one we're going to be reviewing is called Blades. Blades. And you can find it on the Peacock. (laughs) So, it's about a killer lawnmower. What the hell are we... What the hell are we doing? Okay. (laughs) So, this would be pretty fun, everybody. What are we doing with our lives? (laughs) Hey, guys. We're going to have a killer lawnmower, brother. Like, this is such a weird concept. Like, I I was so fascinated when I saw that, like, little clip of this. I'm like, so you're telling me, in the 80s... Horror movies were so big that we have to make a killer lawnmower. Like, what the fuck yeah, is like, going on? Yeah, like, who booked who booked this shit? Yeah, who like, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody thought this was a good idea. Somebody's <laughs> like, yeah, we'll spend money on that. So hey, you know, we'll keep the fag going. We'll check it all out, everybody. So come join yep. us. Like I said, check out the Retro Blood uh, Facebook page for all the extras on the shows. Um, check out our Retro Blood YouTube channel when I start putting some more content on there. So we're gonna start growing this show this year. Having a lot of fun with you guys, screwing oh, yeah. up people's names, screwing up yeah. everything, drinking on the show, yeah. having fun out here, playing rock music, let's talking about pro wrestling, talking about horror movies, fun stuff over here, guys. We like it. But yeah, life is fun. It's supposed to be fun, not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah, man. We're just all partying. It's only here. life after all, right? Speaking of partying, brother, what kind of Led Zeppelin song are we playing for everybody? Man, I've been thinking about this for the last two hours. Um, let's, I guess let's play the first Led Zeppelin song I ever heard, which is Black Dog from Led Zeppelin 4. Oh, there you go, everybody. Black Dog from Led Zeppelin 4. Just like our, uh, just like our boy Mo over here. You know, I'm pretty sure he had a dog. You know, he had, uh, he had Elena, finally got a woman of his dreams. You know, paid for this terror train. Died by mystery. He'll be missed, brother. He'll be missed. Yeah. So everybody, check us here next week for Blades. Blades. And we will talk to you guys later. 
See you later. Happy See New Year, guys. everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>